Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Welcome to Episode 2 of our Send North America podcast, this amazing ministry. In uh, the first episode, talked about the movement that is parallel to every movement in the world in history, and that is the movement of young adults. And so there's always that parallel movement with young adults. And we looked at some of the overview of the dynamics of our world today that makes training young adults in a little different way than maybe we have thought of before as so valuable for this time in history. And so uh, we just really like to uh, take a look now at uh, the big vision of SEND. And for that, I've invited Tracy, who is the leader of Church Doctor Ministries, which is the sponsor ministry for SEND North America. And so, Tracy, welcome. It's uh, good to have you with us today for this episode two as we look at the big scope of SEND. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. So let's just get started right away. Tracy, how do you see Send North America impacting at the big level, the big Christian movement in America? I think Send provides an opportunity for churches who, uh, pastors and ministry leaders really across uh, our country who are asking the question, what do we do about young adults? How do we reach young adults? Uh, how do we continue to raise them up as leaders? How do we disciple them? And then it gets really to another issue behind the issue of how do we disciple and train Christians in general and uh, send, uh, as we see it now as part of the movement, helps with the discipling, the spiritual formation, the leadership development, and then also understanding really what God is calling young adults to uh, in their individual lives. So as part of a bigger picture, it really does help to answer the question that many pastors and ministry leaders are asking about, what do we do about young adults? You know, a lot of churches don't have many young adults. I've talked to some pastors who at least are under the impression that there are no young adults within the influence of their ministry or church. Sometimes that's not the case. But so here we have this anomaly. It's kind of a catch-22. We don't have many young adults, but if we could get some young adults, they could reach young adults. So how do we break that mold that we can move beyond this conundrum of we don't have many young adults to how do we find a young adult to go to sin to reach young adults. It actually really does start with young adults, just having conversations. I think one of the things that has been really the, the gap or the void in answering that question about how do we reach young adults is that we've actually left talking to young adults out of the equation. And so I think pastors and ministry leaders need to set aside all the things that they learned about more of a structured or institutional approach or a programmatic approach to how do we, quote unquote, grow our church and just really go sit down with two or three young adults. They don't even have to be from your church, but you do have young adults that are around your church or have come from your church somewhere, but just have a conversation with them and learn from them uh, and, and listen to their stories about maybe what they experience in their upbringing and their faith, or even if you have the opportunity, sit down with a young adult who is far away from God, or maybe doesn't even know God or anything about what our Christian faith is. So I think we have to, to set aside some of the thing, the old methods of what we've done and look at these new strategies. And it really does take talking to young adults first and listening to what they have to say. You are an adaptive leader in these changing times. That's pretty cool. 
You know, I was thinking about when you were saying that, that, you know, the way we do church, we kind of age-specific ministries. So we relegate the children to Sunday school, and they're not in church in some churches anyway. And then we have the youth group buried in the basement with a pool table or whatever. And so for a pastor who's in the pulpit preaching but maybe uh, not reaching the young adults, physically, what should a pastor do? Are we talking about... I don't know, how do you connect with a young adult? I mean, it, it might be really simple, but what kind of formula? What, what, if you were a pastor in church, Tracy, and you knew that, you know, you don't have much contact with the youth, what would you do? If you knew there was a person out there that, you know, you say, you know, I just feel God's nudging me toward that person. What's the step? The first step is really to step outside the walls of the church. We are long past the time that a young adult is going to to come to the church and talk to the pastor and say, hey, let me help you figure out how to reach young adults. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen in the pastor's office? Unfortunately, many pastors maybe think that that it should be that way with, you know, how we've always done church. But no, take your laptop, take your iPad, take whatever you have and go sit at a a coffee shop and uh, look around. And in some places, restaurants and community meeting places, uh, you know, there are, There are a lot of places where a natural sense of community is happening, and and young adults gravitate to those places. That's more of who they are and who they are as part of our culture. Out in uh, more community and public places, it's where they build a lot of their relationships. And so it's really kind of a simple thing, but just get out of the office and go hang out and see what's happening in your community, in the coffee shops and and places where people are gathering. Well, you've uh, been leading this movement now for, a little over a half a decade. So there's some SEND grads around, people that have graduated from SEND, or as you say, commissioned in SEND, commissioned to go back into the world and uh, as God has called them and what they've learned about themselves. So what are some of these uh, SEND grads that are out there doing? Just give us a few examples of what some of these people do after SEND. Sure, that's uh, that's one of the the real highlights uh, for me to be able to talk about is really the stories that happen uh, in ministry after send. So we have young adults that are uh, serving currently on uh, church staff teams. They're youth ministry leaders, or they're leading youth and uh, different types of, of ministries. Some have gone to uh, work with different types of parachurch organizations or kind of extension church organizations where they're doing camp counseling and leading Christian camps. We have uh, another young adult that's leading a similar young adult process not very far away from where we're based out of in in Indiana. And so we've got a lot of young adults who are serving in ministry, either part-time or full-time, but that's really where God has called them. We also have several young adults who are actually just now on-fire Christian missionaries who are working out in the marketplace. So we have several young adults who would have what we would call maybe a secular marketplace job or profession, but they're better equipped to live out their faith in that marketplace as a Christian who's there that God has called to reach other unchurched people uh, in the marketplace. You know, we've heard from that uh, first podcast I talked about in that first episode, we were kind of talking about the big picture and to get down to the details here, what tangible changes have you observed? in those uh, young adults after 10 months. Uh, You do some teaching throughout this. You're in and out of sin throughout the 10 months. And what kind of observations do you have about the growth pattern of some of these young adults? I think some of the tangible things that that they learn are really just some basic 
faith skills around spiritual formation and spiritual disciplines. So they learn things, you know, how to read their Bibles. I think one of the things that we often rely on uh, in many of our churches today is that we, we do a Bible study, but that Bible study is driven by a video or a curriculum or something like that, where we've kind of separated ourselves from actually being in the scripture and, and reading line by line or word by word what God is uh, saying to us. And so, you know, I think that real tangible uh, lesson that they have around, you know, how to read the Bible uh, without all of the extra stuff that we kind of put into a programmed approach to, to Bible reading learning about spiritual gifts, uh, really who God has called them to be. And, and once they understand those gifts and how God has gifted them, then that that helps to clarify for the young adults just what is it that God has placed on their heart. So just understanding their gifts. A lot of the spiritual disciplines around prayer and how do you pray for someone as opposed to having a, a long list of people that's in a bulletin or on a newsletter from your church. The actual process of when someone shares something with you and, and it may be a call to prayer right in that moment that these young adults just learn to you know ask, you know, can I pray for you right now instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, I'll pray for you, and then doing it later and putting it on a list. So there's the real tangibles are the things that they learn about how to be a person of faith every single day in very practical ways so that they can really practice being a Christian. You know, there are a lot of talk nowadays about young adults coming out of high school, maybe getting into college. There's an enormous amount of young adults that change their majors in college three or four times. I think they're just overwhelmed by the options of life that are available through the electronic media. The internet just has exploded the possibilities for young people. I can't even imagine what that's like to face. So how does SEND help them to figure out their path? Why would that make a difference rather than just saying, well, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to take this course and that course, and then they're going to ask me to do my major, and maybe I'll know then, maybe I won't. Well, you know, the focus in the traditional college academic track is that you have to have the plan and you have to have it figured out early on, uh, or it's going to cost you an awful lot of time and, and money. And in most cases, the money, it comes in the form of student loans. And so then you've got debt. And so trying to figure it out or, or go it on your, your own plan maybe isn't the best way to go. And what SEND offers people is the opportunity to figure out God's plan for their life so that the young adults can really figure out, uh, okay, what are my gifts? What are what are my options then with using those gifts? And what is God's plan? And what is God calling me to? The young adults in SEND, uh, they don't have to have it all figured out. But this is a a really, really challenging but rewarding as well experience for them to have to figure out God's plan for their life. And I think that's the big difference. We we still put too much focus in in our culture today on this over the top, really, for many pastors and ministry leaders and parents with young adults to get them a plan as opposed to setting aside that idea and saying, well, what's God's plan? Well, that's really, really helpful to know. It's just uh, inspiring to think about. Now back away, let's look at the big picture, the widescreen. You know, from the beginning, you've called this SEND ministry a movement. And you have sort of cast that vision. So there are some wider implications about this. What is your vision for this movement? What's it going to look like in the future? Well, that's a very interesting question because... 
as we launched Send, we had our own plans and ideas and thoughts about what it could look like. And then it's been a really fun experience and challenging in many places to see what God has done with Send. We've experienced the, the power of multiplication in multiplying Send leaders. So we've experienced how one leader can pour into a, another a young adult, and then that young adult becomes a leader. And the way that that all happened really was a God thing and continues to be a God thing because we continue to see that power of multiplication. The big picture vision now is how do we build on the power of multiplication in the area of leadership, but then also how do we build on the power of story and to continue to tell the stories of people that have been exposed to sin, not just the young adults who have been in sin, but then also the parents, pastors, and ministry leaders who have you know, kind of second and third hand experience sin. The power of multiplication plus the power of story really does multiply the movement and keeps it moving beyond Northeast Indiana or Northern Michigan. We have young adults that come to us from all over the United States. So send is not, uh, it's already a movement. It's a small movement. If you just looked at numbers on a piece of paper, but it's already a movement because we have people from all over the United States who are coming to be a part of this training process and this discipleship process. So, you know, the vision is, is that we keep multiplying. We keep multiplying leaders. We keep multiplying young adults. We keep multiplying the stories and all of that parts of all those parts of that equation just continue to move the movement. And I think that's the, the big picture vision. We're just constantly asking ourselves, what is God showing us? What are we learning? Uh, this has been a tremendous learning experience over the last several years of launching Send. And so we just constantly have to be asking that question, okay, God, what are you calling us to? What are you showing us? What can we learn from that? And how do we keep moving the movement? You know, I think sometimes people look at history and they look at these great movements that have taken place in history and you know what makes the history books is some of the big flashy stuff. But truthfully, take the Christian movement. Jesus started out with 12. It was persecution right away. There was a lot of heartache. Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. Surprised a lot of people. And, you know, disciples were often under persecution. And I don't know, it just seems like it's easy to look at, oh, yeah, Christianity's all over the world. But it didn't start all over the world. I love your vision. It's, uh, yeah, that's what leaders do. They cast vision. And you're good at that. Well, that's exciting for send. What about a local church? Let's get back down to the, the individual church. What if a church would say, oh, we have a vision, and that vision is we'd like to have our own SEND unit there. We'd like to have a group of these young adults every year coming and to our church, and we'd like to support this kind of a ministry. Uh, how did that come about? That's a great question. We have a lot of churches that are looking at well, what do we do and how do we get a SEND unit or a SEND team at our church? You know, the, one of the things that is very unique and special about SEND is really the mission-focused culture and the equipping culture that is in SEND. Unfortunately, that culture is not necessarily already existent in many local churches today. It sounds horrible to say that, but we have a lot of churches who have drifted away from what we would call that Great Commission discipling culture. 
And so that's where really kind of the partnership between Church Doctor Ministries and Send North America is really a God thing because on our Church Doctor Ministries side of, of the ministry that we do with churches, we're able to help a church better understand the culture and the atmosphere that they have. So what's their starting point? And then give them some strategies to move from that starting point to a place where they could have a send team at their church and there wouldn't be a big culture clash. One of the worst things that we would do is just let send teams go into churches uh, randomly without a, a good strategy or good process because that could actually really hurt the church and the folks that are already in that church. It also could hurt the young adults and the people who have been trained and discipled to lead that young adult team at that church. So if they're interested in send, get in touch you know, with Church Doctor Ministries, talk to one of our coaches and consultants about what's really going on at your church. It's a worthy vision to say we want want to reach young people. That's a worthy vision to say we want to be more effective at being disciples who make disciples, but it doesn't happen overnight. And there's a lot of steps that go into a process that helps the church change their culture so that they could really see the most fruit and benefits from having a SEND team at their church. So you're really a movement visionary in the sense that you're not like making money off of another church starting a SEND unit, you're giving it away. Is yes. that right? Is Absolutely. that what you're saying? Yes. My favorite saying around the office and around our ministry is that uh, uh, we're really good at putting the non and nonprofit. We are a nonprofit Christian ministry. So what we do, we do as a calling to the kingdom to use our gifts and skills and the things that God has given to us, uh, resources to help advance the kingdom, to help pastors, churches, and ministry leaders find and implement the right strategies to reach lost people. And, and we don't do that from a perspective of putting a price tag on it. We're investing in the kingdom. So are you saying that if a church is interested in a sin unit and they have a young adult that comes and does sin and then becomes a sin leader and then wants to go back to their church and lead a sin unit... They have to buy the curriculum? No, it's no, there's no cost. The investment is really in the young adult. So that young adult who's trained to be the SIN leader is taught how to raise support that would cover the tuition. So we have a really low tuition rate that we call it that covers our expenses and the resources and things that we make available for that young adult to be trained. Once they're trained as a leader, they take all of those resources, all of that uh, information, those materials that we've provided through the SIN leadership training back to their church, and it's at no charge. We don't charge a church to have a SIN team at their church. So you're kind of... Uh... A, a low control movement person and this is really a movement action okay let's say i'm a pastor of a church in lincoln nebraska and i have seen a young adult go to send come ascend leader come back to my church and we have a send unit and it has young adults in it year after year from all over the country doesn't have to be from my church but this is another place, a base where send is. So as a pastor of this church in Lincoln, Nebraska, what kind of impact would having that unit have on my church? There are several things that we've seen uh, and when we know what happened uh, with a, a SEND team at a church. The first one is the fact that we know that it takes young adults to reach young adults. Uh, so as you have uh, a SEND team at your church, you have more young adults that are around. 
within their social networks and their expanding social networks, they're going to reach more young adults. And so a church could see more young adults that are in active ministry, maybe not necessarily always showing up every Sunday morning in worship, but there will be more young adults that will be uh, impacted by the church and interacting and engaged in the ministries of the church by having young adults that are there as part of a SEND team. The other thing that uh, you'll see happening is actually then this mission culture, this kind of great commission culture, and this idea around spiritual formation and, and discipleship development and multiplication, because our SEND teams, the folks that have been through SEND, naturally bring that with them. They have that DNA. And so that will become part of the culture of that church, and that will multiply into other people, not just young adults. We have, I call them active older adults, because I don't know if this, the term senior citizens is really the right, right term anymore, because we have thousands of active older adults who are kind of baby boomers who have maybe taken an early retirement, but they still have a lot of life left in them. And they want to have an impact on the kingdom. They want to see their church be more effective. They want to be contributors and influencers to kingdom advancement. And so they're interested in what is it about SEND and, and these young adults. And so they'll naturally connect with these young adults and they can become mentors and help them with Bible studies and just be their friends. But it, And then there's kind of an exchange that happens of DNA for that active older adult will start to have this mission-focused and, and equipping-focused DNA. And so the impact is really, again, the power of multiplication and movement, even within the church, regardless of its size, will see an impact in a number of different levels and ways by having a SEND team. Wow, that is fascinating. I think that, like, I was thinking about, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how we're, in the church that I attend, they have a guy that does a children's message, and little children come forward, and Everybody just like captivated by these little children. And I'm thinking that that same dynamic with young adults, uh, what, 18 to 29, what in there? And that's that category in sin, being a part of in worship and being there and being part of the ministry of that church. I would think as older adults, we would be, we'd have that same feeling like, wow, there's a future for the church. There's a future present in the church. There's a there's new life in the church. You know, you get all those feelings. You know what I mean when you look at like a, like a children's sermon? It would be the same thing with these young adults. And I know I visited some churches in England where they have some of these uh, young adult training things. And gosh, the number of young people they have on staff that work for practically nothing and raise their own salary on the side or whatever. They're on fire for God. They're everywhere. And then pretty soon, some of them go off to study in, for ministry at a seminary and I mean, some of them go off to be missionaries, and, and it, it infects in a holy infection with the people in the church. It has to. Yeah, that's very exciting. I, I love that. Well, Tracy, what about adults who would like to get some training? Uh, because uh, I think you've told stories and, and seen examples of people who said, oh, my goodness, you know, if I was young again, I'd sure like to do sin. But here I am. I got a full-time job. I got a mortgage. I got two kids in school, and I got all these responsibilities. I can't go off and do sin. But some of the things that I understand these people are learning, I'd just love to learn. What can you say to people like that who are going to be jealous of these young people? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's part of a bigger vision. Uh, that's part of uh, the larger SEND movement. There are really two uh, channels right now. 
We have a really easy to watch and to use DVD uh, teaching process called the Damascus Road. A church or an individual could buy that DVD set and get all of the same type of missions teaching that the send young adults get in their 10 months of send. It's all on a DVD set, so you could watch that as an individual or as a group. We're also launching what we're calling Send Plus, which would be another channel and another vehicle for a church or even uh, a couple people who may be from different churches but are interested in this type of training to form, you know, based off of their lifestyle. So in the evenings or on a Saturday morning or Sunday afternoon after church, uh, a group of folks could get together and go through a teaching that's led by a layperson. It doesn't have to be the, the pastor on staff. We'll provide the training and the coaching for that person in that community or in that church to deliver a lot of the teaching. The core teaching would be on that Damascus Road D around missions. I think one of the things that would maybe really surprising to people is just the number of resources that are available, the life experiences, the professional experience that is available in many local churches that with just a few tweakings, that life experience could be a teaching that's just like one of the teachings that our Sen Young adults get. So we have lawyers and bankers and people who have worked out in, in the workplace and marketplace experience they could do some of the teaching even through Send Plus to their peers and just with a, a little bit of coaching and training and development can turn that into missions training. And it would really be a mirror of what the young adults get. And so that's the Damascus Road and Send Plus. We've got some folks that are working on getting all of the final touches. It's in its early infancy, too, as part of the, our movement. But we have some folks that are working on really getting the infrastructure around Send Plus because we really want to see individuals who feel a, a call and a desire to be trained to be missionaries to their own social network get that training. And it's really not that hard. Well, it's really interesting to me because most pastors, including myself, never got training to be a missionary to our own city our own nation, uh, our, our own neighborhood. And mission training was always reserved for those people that wanted to go overseas as a overseas missionary. But we've got a mission field right here. And so this uh, sounds like a great idea to have the Send Video series called The Damascus Road, where Christians become missionaries, just like the Apostle Paul. I became a missionary on the Damascus Road. People in our churches can do that too. And this would be great for pastors to sit in on because just about every pastor I've ever talked to said, no, I didn't get any training like that. But it's been there, but it's only been reserved for people going overseas. So that's really great. Well, I just want to thank you, Tracy. It's just really wonderful to think about these things. What really blows my mind is the greater vision, even beyond all this wonderful stuff. And that is where we're going to talk about these SEND centers in our next episode. But as we close, just give us a little teaser about like this Send Center. What is that all about? I mean, it's such a big vision. Can you do it in a few words? I don't know. So the best way that I could tease you into wanting to learn more is imagine, if you will, the Great Commission being married to what we read about in Ephesians 4. 
So understanding that we're called and commissioned to be disciples who make disciples, but then we're also given gifts to go out and equip and send other people to do the work in ministry together. And so there's this idea of discipling that's involved in a send center and how do we really focus in on the Great Commission and being disciples who make disciples and and who we are becoming as disciples uh, as part of the Christian movement. But then also how are we effectively doing what God God calls us to in equipping and sending people out, whether they're young adults or or whomever they are, regardless of their training background or education, how can we better equip and send people out to reach unchurched people? It's not an evangelism committee. It's not an evangelism program. It's really very much relationship-based. It's very much uh, local community-based doesn't take anything away from the local church. The local church, we still believe, is an extremely important part of the the kingdom ministry that God calls us to. But is God calling us now to something new and a new way to carry our faith out into the community? So, yes, the teaser is, think about putting the Great Commission plus Ephesians 4, equipping and sending, and there you have it, the super high-level vision for Ascend Center. The great thing about Ascend Center is that can happen anywhere. And that's what you'll need to learn more about. (laughs) Wow. Well, I just can't wait for our next episode, episode number three, when we'll talk about the great vision for Send Centers. It's all part of this podcast, and I know enough about it to be very excited about our next episode. What a great episode this has been. Tracy, you are a great leader for ministry, the Church Doctor Ministries, and for the kingdom of God in our world today. God bless you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Kent. You have been listening to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you like this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. To learn more about SEND, visit www.sendnorthamerica.com. Also, check out Kent's new book, Who Broke My Church? Seven Proven Strategies for Renewal and Revival, available now wherever books are sold.